Chase for Business and iHeart bring you a new podcast series called The Unshakables. This one-of-a-kind series will shine the spotlight on small business owners like you who faced a do-or-die moment that ultimately made their business what it is today. Learn more at chase.com slash business slash podcast. Chase, make more of what's yours. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase and a member FDIC 2024 J.P. Morgan Chase and Co. The most innovative companies are going further with T-Mobile for Business. The PGA of America is helping lower scores and elevate fan experiences with AI coaching tools and 5G-connected cameras. AAA is getting more drivers back on the road fast with location telematics. And the Las Vegas Grand Prix is powering race day operations with 5G connectivity, giving fans an experience at the speed they deserve. This is accelerating innovation with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at tmobile.com slash now. Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. We were walking, mm-hmm. and Uzziah just out of nowhere said, the whole world is going to know my name. And I said, what are you talking oh, wow. about? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean the whole world is going to know your name? And he said, because I'm going to calm the world with candles. I said, well, what makes you think candles are going to calm the world. <laughs> and he said, well, I know that I can heal other people because I healed you. Oh, my gosh. My guest today is Uzziah Campbell, the founder and CEO of Calm and Cure Candle Company. He started his business at age 11 as a way for him to process the trauma from the pandemic and from the murders of Ahmaud Arbery, George Floyd, and others. He was inspired to make candles because he had watched his mom, Nakia, cope with PTSD by using candles and essential oils. Now he's turned candle making into a full-fledged business, even involving his extended family in making the products. I was struck by how he's channeling his fire into something calm. Uzziah is now 14 and in the eighth grade. And just a note, my conversations with Uzziah and his mom, Nakia, were originally recorded separately. I'm Maya Lau, and this is Other People's Pockets, the show where I ask people how much money they make and how their finances work so that the questions we all have about money can be a little bit less of a mystery. Uzziah and Nakia, thank you so much for joining me today. My pleasure, my pleasure. I'm excited. Yeah, no problem. So walk me through how you created Calm and Cure Candle Company. So during quarantine in 2020, I was seeing a lot of things happening on the news, like Ahmaud Aubrey and George Floyd dying. And so that made me want to start helping people calm down because people were getting angry and crazy about it. So I wanted to start helping people be calm and keep calm. 
Nikia, we had some questions for you as well. How did Kalman Cure Candle Company start? From my perspective, the formation of Kalman Cure Candle Co. was, number one, it was shocking. <laughs> it was very overwhelming. Uh, when Uzziah started Kalman Cure Candle Co., I was out of work. I was on disability. Of course, I was at home struggling with depression, anxiety, PTSD. I wasn't even getting up out of bed to take care of myself mm. every day. And so you were on disability leave from from what kind of job? I was a federal police lieutenant at the time. He had started making candles at home, telling me he watched some YouTube videos and he needed me to order this candle startup kit from Amazon. And I was like, <laughs> okay, because a part of his virtual learning at home, I told him he had to still be creative because he would be missing out on art class and music and different things like that at school. So his thing was he started watching YouTube and he wanted to make candles. So I, I use my credit card and I go on Amazon and order him this little candle making kit. And because I had switched from a psychiatrist who was prescribing really harsh drugs and I switched over to a naturopathic doctor who was prescribing homeopathic medicines, she said, one thing you cannot do is put essential oils on your skin because they will kind of offset the medication that I'm giving you. So I had just... Mm had just invested hundreds of dollars on these essential oils that I Googled that said they were going to make my anxiety go away and all these different things. And now they were just in the basement. So I was like, I can use those for my candles. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Uzziah, it seems like your mom was a pretty big inspiration for all of this. Can you talk more about that? My mother was dealing with PTSD, anxiety, and depression. And she used candles a lot. And I said, well, if you use these candles that are leaving all this stuff in our house, then I can make some safer candles that will still be the same, but be safer. How did you even know about that? Like, how did you know that the candles she was using had bad ingredients? And like, I feel like at 11, I didn't necessarily know about like cleaner candles or anything like that. So when we started the business, we did a lot of research about the safest materials that you should use in candles because we wanted our candles to be the safest and the less hazardous. So we did a lot of research and learned that the stuff that we were buying in Bath and Body Works candles and Walmart candles were not as safe as the things that we are using now. The number one bad ingredient to have in your candle is paraffin wax. Paraffin wax is made in petroleum, and petroleum is what's found in mm. gas. And um, having wicks that are not braided with uh, paper and cotton, they're bad because once you blow it out, it will leave a lot of soot or that black air in your room, and that's not good for you. And just straight fragrance oils, those are not that healthy either. And Essential oils are the healthiest, but you can also get the fragrance oils infused with essential oils, and those are a little bit better. So you were 11 when you first started making the candles, right? Yes. And then at what point, how old were you when it became an actual business? I think I was 12 when it became an actual business. So he started making candles for me at home, and then he 
asked if we could mail candles to grandparents and to friends. And then he started making candles and giving them away for free to the frontline workers, the doctors, the nurses, the research scientists who were trying to come up with a recipe for the COVID vaccine. We have a really good friend who works for Fred Hutch Cancer Research Center. So she took his candles and spread them all around. Next thing I know, the news is sending me an email. I have no idea where they got our information, but someone contacted them and said, we need to interview you guys tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> For the first time in a long time, I had to get up and do my hair. I had to get dressed. I had to take a shower. I had to put on makeup. I had to get ready to be on TV. Right. And they did this thing called Run With Mod. After Ahmad Aubrey was killed, mm-hmm. there was a day that was set aside for his birthday where everybody was supposed to go out and take this walk or run. So mm-hmm. we were walking and Uzziah just out of nowhere said, the whole world is going to know my name. And I said, what are you talking oh, wow. about? <laughs> what are you talking about? What, what, do you, yeah. what do you mean the whole world is going to know your name? And he said, because I'm going to calm the world. And I said, well, how are you going to do that? And he said, with candles. And he was so, so sure about it. And I said, well, what makes you think candles are going to calm the world? (laughs) And he said, well, he said, well, I know that I can heal other people because I healed you. Oh, my gosh. So So I allowed him to believe that. And he said, I want a business. And I I said, well, then you have to come up with a name. You need a logo. You need money to start. You need all these things. So he went outside. He played basketball. And he ran back to the door so fast. And he said, Mom, I have a name. And I said, well, what is the name? And he said, I was thinking like calm and cure. Calm and cure candles. And I was like, okay. Then I said, well, you have to go online and you have to go to Google and you have to find some pictures for inspiration that that mean calm to you, something that looks like calm to you because you have to figure out how to get a logo. Mm-hmm. So he comes back with all of these pictures of Buddha statues and all these different things. And then I found a graphic designer who could, you know, come up with something that was close enough to Uzziah's vision. He created the logo and Calm and Cure Candle Co. took off. Um, I had been out of work for almost two years. I've never been an entrepreneur. I tell everybody I would much rather work for someone else. But his business, like I said, it was overwhelming, but it definitely got me to a place to where even I believed in myself and everything that I thought I could not do. Wow. I'm guessing you you didn't end up going back to that job, right? I did not. Were you able to transition to full-time doing Calm and Cure, or what did your path next look like? My path next was to just facilitate my son's dream. Because I've been a single mom for 14 years, for his whole entire life, I've committed myself to work because I needed to make sure that he was taken care of and that When he saw the other kids at school with new shoes, he could have new shoes. And when he saw Mm -hmm. other kids with video games, he could have video games. Going through something traumatic in life really makes you take a step back and think about what matters. And so with what I had gone through while I was working, 
for Uzziah to have a dream so big, it just made me say, you know what? This is what matters. Small business owners, this one's for you. Chase for Business and iHeart bring you a new podcast series called The Unshakables. This one-of-a-kind series will shine the spotlight on small business owners like you who faced a do-or-die moment that ultimately made their business what it is today. Join hosts Ben Walter, CEO of Chase for Business, and Tanya Nebo, a lawyer and business consultant, on these storytelling journeys of trials, tribulations, and triumphs that hinged on a single event, a split-second decision, or even a stroke of luck. Whether the story is about a warehouse going up in flames or a former partner stealing a whole roster of clients, each episode will showcase the grit, determination, and resourcefulness a small business owner needed to turn a pivotal situation into a springboard for success. Listen to The Unshakables now and learn more at chase.com slash business slash podcast. Chase. Make more of what's yours. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank N.A. member FDIC. Copyright 2024, J.P. Morgan Chase & Company. The most innovative companies are going further with T-Mobile for Business. The PGA of America is helping lower scores and elevate fan experiences with AI coaching tools and 5G-connected cameras. AAA is getting more drivers back on the road fast with location telematics. And the Las Vegas Grand Prix is powering race day operations with 5G connectivity, giving fans an experience at the speed they deserve. This is accelerating innovation with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at tmobile.com slash now. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. How much money do you make? So I can't tell you an exact number because I don't keep up with it. But I know that at the end of the year, I get a big lump sum and then we donate 10% to mental health organizations. Nice. Do you know, like, about how much the lump sum is at the end of the year? It's usually a few thousand, a few thousand dollars. Can you share how much your business generates in revenue and in profit? I don't know the exact number per year, but I do know that in my first six months, I made over $100,000. Wow. And the year after that, I made like 60000 That's in like the total amount coming in like revenue or is that after you subtract expenses? That's just revenue. That's revenue. Got it. 
Okay, so Nakia, can you say how much profit the business makes per year? The end of the year after we've donated to mental health organizations and things like that, it's about twenty-five dollars to $30,000. In his first six months or whatever, he had made like $100,000. And that year was also the year for our biggest loss. What I chose to do, what Uzziah didn't know about, after he was on the news, there were so many orders coming in for candles. And there were some local companies who had reached out to us through like Facebook. And they said, hey, you know, we're local. We make candles. We'd love to help you guys. We would make candles for you because we we can tell that you guys are going to be really busy. Hmm. We gave tons and tons of money and product to make candles, and they were completely sabotaged. They didn't mix his candles with the supplies that we gave them. And I even found out from the supplier who Uzziah was getting some of his supplies from that they had gone to him and purchased totally different wicks, totally different wax. They included paraffin in his candles. And that year was a huge, huge loss. People normally don't buy candles all year round, especially during the summertime. Mm -hmm. So sales decrease a lot. Right. I'm, I'm now seeing how hard it is to be an entrepreneur and to have to continue to put yourself out there right? without anybody seeing you or knowing who you are. When we lived in Washington, we were in a small kind of tight-knit area, Tacoma, Washington. And everybody was so neighborly and they really loved grassroots businesses. Like you started from Mm -hmm. the bottom. And so people supported that. Moving here to Texas, Texas is huge. It's so large. Like we don't even know our neighbors across the street from us. Mm. And so... You know, just trying to figure out how do how do we reach such a vast number of people who are so spread out? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of gotten it's kind of gotten harder. Right. I was wondering about that because also candles are something that it's not like a necessity. It's something that people might associate with leisure. And so you really mm-hmm. have to have a reason to sell it, right? And I was wondering if you've had to kind of pivot and say like, okay, so what are we now? Like, how do we move forward? How do you continue forward? Continuing forward, I actually have a business coach right now who is a multi-million dollar candle company owner. I am learning from her because there are things that I can do better on my end, such as how his Instagram looks or, you know, updating the websites or getting things like funnels, SMS or SEO and all these different things set up. There's just different marketing things that I'm learning from her that I had no idea about the past two years. I've just been, I've just been winging it saying, hey, these people love us. But it was really all the PR and everything kind of blew up the company and who Uzziah was. And during the time of Everybody yelling out Black Lives Matter on TV and everybody talking about COVID. And and Uzziah gave people hope in a time where they really, 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 really needed it. Right. Now it's time to really dive into that to see how to continue. You know, is this kind of seen as like a shared 
source of income for your family? And how has it changed your relationship to your family at all? Um, no, it's not a shared source of income. You know, we all do something different. When we're out there working, we're all having fun and laughing and listening to music. So I feel that it definitely brings us closer together because if we're not out there working, then we're all in the house in different places and barely say hello or something. But when we're out there Mm -hmm. in the garage, we have fun and listen to music and dance and work. That's so fun. Is that every weekend? Like, do you guys have a schedule for that or? We don't really have a schedule. It's just like if we get an order, if we get a few orders, we'll go out there and pack them. Or if we need to make candles, we'll go out there and make them and have fun. Awesome. And so how many hours a week do you both put into Calm and Cure? I definitely have to put in a lot more hours than Uzziah since school is not virtual anymore. But I'm usually at home during the day packing orders that come in, driving to the post office, driving to UPS. If I see a business class or a networking event where I can go and pass out his flyers with his picture, I'm out there saying, hey, this is my son. He makes candles. This is his website. So I put in a lot of hours networking and, you know, just doing some business development trainings and everything. I'm I'm wondering if you can talk at all about like how it's changed your relationship with your parents and for them to be involved literally in like making the candles and packaging and and spending even more time with their grandson, but also for you to be there and how it's changed your life and changed your relationship to family. The relationship with my parents has definitely um, gotten stronger since we've been back here um, living with them. They spent so many late nights, you know, outside in the garage with us till, you know, 1, 2 a.m. Even my dad, I did not expect him to come, you know, outside. But my dad was out there putting labels on candles. And (laughs) my mom is, she got her little terry cloth and she's cleaning the candles and making sure there's not one fingerprint, you know, on the jar. And we're listening to music. You know, we listen to tons of worship music. tons of jazz music. We danced together. We laughed together. I mean, there's so many laughs as, that was, you know, going on outside in that candle space until one, two o'clock in the morning. And we go to bed wow. and have to get up and do it again. And so before now, I did not have that because just like I was separated from Uzziah due to work, it was the same with my family. I was always, always mm-hmm. trying to work, trying to do overtime. And so, yeah, the relationship has definitely gotten stronger. We laugh a lot. We're a lot happier. My dad loves to, you know, cook food and have us around before we go outside and get to work. Going back to you, Uzziah, do you feel like you learned any messages about money as a young kid growing up? One of the lessons that I've learned and that I'm still learning is to save um, because, Mm -hmm. you know, I get a lump sum at the end of the year. Then I get a little bit in my checking account that I can actually spend for myself. And, you know, I blow it quickly like that. And so I got to learn how to (laughs) save. What do you like to spend it on? Just small things, food and clothes and, you know, fun places. I might go out and to an arcade or something and have fun one day with my friends. So, yeah. Yeah, it is. It's a kind of a, 
for most people, I think a lifelong lesson in like learning how to save, but you're actually getting a jump start because you're actually making some real money. <laughs> so yeah. do you have any kind of rules? I don't know if your mom tells you like you need to save X amount or is that completely up to you? Most of the money goes into savings, like most of it goes into savings. And I might get a little portion of that to spend on myself. Okay, so she's already helping to put most of it into savings before you can even touch it. Yes. (laughs) Do you know where that savings is going? Like, is it going for your college or is it like family savings or do you talk about that with your mom? Um, it's for my college fund or just whatever I want, whatever path I want to take as an adult. That's that's really cool. Yeah, I'm just curious if you have like an idea of what you want adulthood to look like, and specifically, what are your financial goals for yourself? Well, you know, everybody would like to have a lot of money, but you know, you just have to make sure that you can at least be able to live, you know, comfortably first then worry about making X amount of money and living luxurious. I just want to be able to make ends meet and be able to not have to live paycheck to paycheck or struggle for food and clothes and things like that. Chase for Business and iHeart bring you a new podcast series called The Unshakables. This one-of-a-kind series will shine the spotlight on small business owners like you who faced a do-or-die moment that ultimately made their business what it is today. Join hosts Ben Walter, CEO of Chase for Business, and Tanya Nebo, a lawyer and business consultant, on these storytelling journeys of trials, tribulations, and triumphs that hinged on a single event, a split-second decision, or even a stroke of luck. Whether the story is about a warehouse going up in flames or a former partner stealing a whole roster of clients, each episode will showcase the grit, determination, and resourcefulness a small business owner needed to turn a pivotal situation into a springboard for success. Listen to The Unshakables now and learn more at chase.com slash business slash podcast. Chase, make more of what's yours. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase, N.A. member, FDIC, 2024, J.P. Morgan Chase & Co. The most innovative companies are going further with T-Mobile for Business. The PGA of America is helping lower scores and elevate fan experiences with AI coaching tools and 5G-connected cameras. AAA is getting more drivers back on the road fast with location telematics. And the Las Vegas Grand Prix is powering race day operations with 5G connectivity, giving fans an experience at the speed they deserve. This is accelerating innovation with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at tmobile.com/now. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this: for the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. 
and Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. What are your financial dreams for yourself and for Uzziah? I will start with Uzziah first because I turn 40 years old next year. So I don't know how much <laughs> dreaming I, you know, can think you, of for you myself. Time. <laughs> <laughs> but since Uzziah is 14, number one, my dream for Uzziah is for him to have everything that I did not growing up. I didn't have a savings account. I didn't have money invested in stocks. Uzziah has money invested in stocks. He also has money. I don't even know if he knows that, but he has money invested in stocks. He has a savings account. He has everything that he would need to start off on a great foot, which mm-hmm. which I didn't have. I left home when I was 17 with nothing and, you know, trying to get out there and go to college and be an adult. So I just want Uzziah to be comfortable. Whether mm-hmm. he decides to go to college or not is his choice. I'm okay with that. If he just wants to work for Common Cure Candle Co., whatever he wants to do, I want him to have no worry about where am I going to live, how am I going to pay my bills, how am I going to eat, and for him to also be responsible with the money that he has. Mm-hmm. But my dream for myself, um, I just want to be okay. I don't want to be rich. I don't want to travel the world Like, I don't have those kinds of dreams. If I can wake up every day in a house that I love and pay my mortgage and drive a car that's paid for, um, I'm fine. If I can eat, I'm fine. Do you have those things now? Right now, we live with my parents. Uh, We've been living with my parents since uh, we moved back from Washington State they were kind of um, being overprotective (laughs) of me and Uzziah um, because of everything that that I had gone through Mm. and, you know, Uzziah having this company and them wanting to, you know, be the overseers of both of us. So we live with my parents. Um, Yes, we do eat. I do have a car that's paid for, but outside of that, like I want my own house. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) I want to go get my own house. Yeah. Yeah. Do you personally make any money from the business? I do not. I do not. I have not taken any money from Common Cure Candle Co. since it started, mainly because it's Uzziah's thing. Uh, when when he started Common Cure Candle Co. at 11 years old and we were in Washington State, he was actually the owner of the business. His name was listed with the Secretary of State and you know, on all the documents as Uzziah Campbell was the owner. So to me, that's his thing. I'm I'm the owner by default right now because we moved to mm-hmm. Texas and Texas doesn't allow minors to have businesses. So they're like, if you want him to continue this, you have to put this in your name and um, he can take it 
over when he's 18 years old. So I told Uzziah that and he was like, oh, it's okay. Because I did not want to do it. I like, I was like, no, I don't want, I don't, I don't want this. This is, this is my son's thing. And I had a really hard time even putting my name on it. But Uzziah said, mom, it's okay though. It's okay. Mm-hmm. So I feel it's more important for him to be paid for the work that he does and for the money to go out to these mental health organizations. And he's donated to Child Mind Institute, the Jed Foundation, Strong Minds, which is the company that's in Africa, um, the Black Mental Health Alliance. He donates to mental health organizations and local community organizations as well. So um, here in Dallas, he's donated to the Botham John Foundation, Wounded Warriors. And and we don't even count those like in the money uh, for mental health organizations, uh, the 10 percent. that Those are just extra things that he just decides to do when he when he sees it pop up. I think that sometimes adults really limit themselves and are like, oh, I couldn't do this. I don't have expertise. Like some people would say, there's already candle companies out there. Why would mine be any better? You know, and kids sometimes can be a little bit more bold. I've definitely seen that. Like adults, they always want to like, well, there's always something here. So I guess I should just maybe try something different. But I see in kids that we're just creative and we'll go straight through with it. You mentioned when Uzziah first wanted to do this, you were like, well, you're going to need startup money. Um, Did he need startup money? And if so, what did that look like? He did need startup money. His grandparents, who he had already sent candles to for free, and friends who he had already sent uh, candles to for free, when I told them he wanted to start a business, they were like, okay, well, we're going to pay for those candles that he sent to us. So... My mom and my dad sent him money. His grandparents on his father's side, they had sent him some money on Cash App. And there was so many people who came by and they said, I don't want a candle, but I saw you guys' story on the news and my mom was a single mom and I just Mm -hmm. wanted to bring you this. And they would come with money and flowers and just so many other things. So you kind of had this like seed funding from all these people that you didn't necessarily like go to them and say, hey, I need some angel investing. (laughs) But they just wanted to help because they liked the story. Absolutely. We didn't have to ask for anything. We didn't have to take out any loans. There were a few things that I had to put on my credit card because the orders were coming in so much quicker than I even imagined. So I was like, you're out of jars. We need to get more jars. You know, when he first started his candle company, he was using jars that neighbors were bringing (laughs) to us. There were a lot of neighbors that were saying, hey, I have candle jars at my house. A lot of them. I can wash them out and, you know, we can bring them to you guys. And some of them were mason jars. Some of them were tumbler jars. Some of them didn't have tops. Some of them had screw tops. They just all look different. I feel like if you still have any of those, those those are like the kind of like vintage, cool, like original items, you know, <laughs> that like one day will sell for so much more because they're, yeah. Yeah, they're all gone. And those yeah. were the first jars that he started making candles in. And then, 
and and then we got a hold of it and were placing orders and found some suppliers and the different things that we needed. To start a business like this, like what's kind of the the range of like you're going to need about X amount of money? We calculated a long time ago and it was about $3,000 from everything from getting the LLC, you know, filing it with the state and, you know, that was like right. $300 and then he had to go through three different waxes before he could find a wax that he actually liked to use because different waxes do different things. So yeah. there was a lot of loss in the beginning of the business. I'm just curious, is mental health and taking care of your mental health something that is talked about a lot among kids your age? Is it taught in school at all? They have, they, they talk about it. They have assemblies and things about depression and anxiety, but they don't go in depth about it. They just explain really what it is. You know, depression is where you're sad. Anxiety is where you're anxious and no scared, maybe something like that. But they don't go in depth about the details about it. Yeah. It's funny because I, I definitely don't remember ever having assemblies even on those topics at all. So Nakia, Uzziah is so lucky to have someone who's well-versed in mental health growing up. Like, I feel like certainly at that age, like, I mean, mental health wasn't even talked about as much for me. But like you are such a resource for him. And like he seems to have such a mature way of processing things. At least it seems that way. Yeah, I ask him all the time. You're not depressed, are you? Are you anxious? Are you? And he will just laugh at me and then, no, mom. So I'm like, okay. You know, obviously the spark for his company is all these upsetting, horrible injustices, like the murders of George Floyd, Ahmaud Arbery, et cetera, the COVID pandemic. And his response was like, people need to calm down. And I was like, but do you ever want to be angry? <laughs> I'm just... Yeah, I'm so curious if, like, that's something you guys talk about, like the line between, like, righteous anger and calm. Yeah, I've never seen Uzziah angry. I don't know what that looks like. I tell him all the time, like, if you're upset about something, you can always talk to me about it. You don't need to keep it inside because that stuff getting built up inside is what causes you know, some of the mental health issues that a lot of kids deal with these days. But I've never seen him angry. If I hear him yelling, it's usually because he has his headphones on, um, on Xbox with his friends. And he's like, yo, bro, I can hear him all the way downstairs. But for him to be upset or mad or something, I have never seen it. I have never seen it. Is that just a personality thing? Like I think it just must like be. Like I run I run really hot. So <laughs> I <laughs> I think it must just be a personality yeah. thing for Uzziah. Like I was saying, when he was growing up, he spent a lot of times with his grandparents and his great grandparents while I was working. And so many mm. and they when he was little, they just used to call him old man. Come here, old man. Mm. Uh, you know, he just had like an old soul, the way he dances, mm -hmm. the way he moves, <laughs> like, which is laid back. <laughs> I've never seen him angry. 
So you started this at 11 and now you're 14. And I'm curious if your tastes have changed, if like the type of business you thought you wanted in the first place is not what you'd want now. I mean, I'm just wondering if you can reflect on how much you've grown up in just that short period of time. I've definitely learned business, like taxes and things like that. And so pretty much the goal is the same. My goal is to have six stores all across the U.S., but I've definitely learned more about business as I've grown older. Who teaches you about business? Um, My mom. <laughs> well, Uzziah had this dream to, like, calm the world, and it actually helped push me into my purpose. And his dream was got me up and working and helped me realize what my purpose is, to go out and help other women who have to be moms, business owners, creatives, artists, entrepreneurs, and they've dealt with trauma. I was in the hospital in Washington State, and they were telling me, Miss Campbell, you're going to die because anyone who comes into this hospital in your condition does not make it out. It's just a miracle that I'm sitting right here. Uzziah had this dream, you know? He wanted to calm the world. It helped me. And now I can walk into that purpose and tell everybody how my son saved my life. And now I'm here to help you save yours. Like when I go and do speaking engagements, Calm and Cure Candle Co. is there. Even if Uzziah is not there, Calm and Cure Candle Co. is there. If I'm doing a pop-up shop, like I have a book signing coming up soon because the mental motivator wrote a book of affirmations. So um, I have a book signing coming up. Calm and Cure Candle Co. is there. Thank you so much for talking to me today. It was great to it was great to talk to you. It was so amazing to be here to speak with you guys as well. It was amazing to be here. It was a great experience. Thanks for listening to Other People's Pockets. And hey, I have a favor. If you like this show, please tell a friend. I dare you to text a friend about the show right now. And leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Word of mouth and reviews really help us out. Other People's Pockets is written and hosted by me, Maya Lau. It's produced by me along with Joy Sanford and Dan Gallucci. Production help from Angela Vang. Our executive producers are me along with Jane Marie and Dan Gallucci. A special thanks to kids who are unafraid. Other People's Pockets is a co-production of Pushkin Industries and Little Everywhere. To find more Pushkin podcasts, listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love this show, consider subscribing to Pushkin Plus, offering bonus content and ad-free listening across our network for $4.99 a month. Look for the Pushkin Plus channel on Apple Podcasts or at pushkin.fm. You can sign up for Pushkin newsletters at pushkin.fm. Find me on Twitter at Maya Lau or on Instagram and TikTok at It's Maya Money. And one more thing, we would love to hear from you, OPP listeners. Tell us, what does enough look like to you? Leave us a voicemail at 323-540-4255. That's 323-540-4255. Or record a voice memo and email it to us at otherpeoplespockets at gmail.com. 